Welcome to the Impactful PBL Podcast. I'm Candice, your host, a project-based learning coach and leader of the Impactful PBL Network. And you can find me at impactfulpbl.com. I'm on a mission to do good work with good people for good reasons, and I hope you are too. If you are a current or aspiring project-based educator looking for strategies and ideas to craft memorable learning experiences that empower your students to tackle challenges in their school and community through project-based learning, then you're in the right place. Join me as I share resources and tips to help you launch a PBL initiative in your classroom. Welcome to the Impact Makers community and let's talk PBL. Hey, Impact Makers. This week, we are talking about the teacher's role in project-based learning. So I recently did a workshop and I often do uh, intro to PBL workshops and I typically get the same questions. And one question that I get a lot is around the teacher's role in project-based learning and the student's role in project-based learning. But more specifically, is there a such thing as too much voice and choice? How much should students be contributing to the project and how much teachers should be contributing to the project? And so when I got asked this question in the workshop, I answered the question, but I don't think think I went into enough detail to really explain my thoughts around it due to time constraints. And so I thought, you know what, this might be a good podcast episode to address this. So let's go back to project-based learning and its roots. So while John Dewey is often credited with the idea of project-based learning, but not project-based learning specifically. He is known for the experiential learning theory. And so a lot of educational researchers believe that project-based learning falls under experiential learning theory. So therefore, John Dewey sometimes get credited for project-based learning. Now, Kilpatrick was a student of John Dewey. He developed the idea around the project-based method. And so it was an article that he put out in 1918 around this idea that students should be engaged in what he called wholehearted, purposeful acts. And he felt like learning should be related to real life and it should be authentic and that students should design their own learning experiences and what they want to get out of the learning experience. And that's how you will keep them motivated. Well, John Dewey believed that knowledge is socially constructed and that, yes, it should be organized in real life experiences so that you can provide context for the information and that students will learn at a deeper level. And so where there was some disagreement between Dewey and Kilpatrick was that people interpreted Kilpatrick article as let kids choose whatever they want to learn and the teacher roll with it. And Dewey was more like, hey, I agree. They should learn things that are real world related and that they're interested in. But the teacher still has a role in that learning. And the role is to organize the content and to facilitate the actual learning experiences so that students can reach the learning outcomes. The idea is that after the completion of the learning experience, that students will have the ability to take that information and apply it to other situations because they would have learned the content in a deeper way and would have a reference for their learning. So the specific question that I received during the training was, should students design their own driving question? Now, I know this is a conversation that's often up for debate because depending on who you listen to or what you read, some people say, hey, students should design their own driving question and everything should be student-led. And then you'll read some other research to say the teacher should create the driving question. So when you look at those two things, right, you're thinking, well, should I be designing it? Should the students be designing it? What are we doing? I typically encourage teachers to craft the driving question. And here's why. Voice and choice doesn't mean that the student is taking the whole entire project and creating it and going off on their own and the teacher has very little input, right? Let's talk about the role of a teacher. 
You may have heard that the role of a teacher during project-based learning is described as a coach, a facilitator, or a guide, and that is true. But teachers still teach content and assess learning and make instructional decisions based on what the learning goals or the outcomes are and what students need to know to meet the learning goals. So the teachers may create milestones to monitor students' progress, select appropriate learning materials. They're also responsible for creating a classroom culture that supports project-based learning. Ultimately, the teacher designs the learning experience, select the intended outcomes or standards, manage and coach students through the learning process. A common misconception is that, okay, I agree that teachers should create the driving question. So are you saying that teachers should introduce the project, sit back and relax and think students will figure it out on their own? No, you're still guiding students to do the things that I just mentioned. One of the things I also want to share is I spoke with a teacher who tried that model. She read different resources on project-based learning and tried to implement a semester-long project-based learning unit with her high schoolers. And at the beginning of the semester, she asked the high schoolers, well, what do you want to learn about? And they wrote all these things about what they would like to learn. And then she said, okay, now go learn about those things, create a project. Well, very early on, students had no direction. They didn't know why they were learning what they were learning, what they're supposed to be learning, what was the intended outcomes of their learning. And so I asked the teacher, well, for this particular class, what is the purpose of it? And she told me that it was a senior level class and that the goal was for them to basically take what they learned over the four years, which we know is a lot, and apply it to a senior project. And I asked her, what is their open-ended question that they're answering? What is their learning outcomes? Like By the end of this project, yes, you're saying that they should be able to demonstrate what they learned, but four years is a lot of time. So what specifically am I demonstrating that I learned within those four years? You, you have to narrow that down for students. I immediately understood why that project fell apart because there was no focus. There was no guidance. In that situation, that teacher needed to design the learning experience and select intended outcomes that the students needed to meet and then coach students to be able to create solutions to that driving question. If you've heard of some project-based learning teachers share that basically that the students lead the entire learning process on their own and they rarely have anything to do because a student creates everything, I want you to ask next time you hear that, how long have they been using project-based learning as their main instructional strategy? What type of support do they have at their school? How long and often have their students been exposed to project-based learning? So my point is that there is a difference between a project-based learning rookie teacher and a project-based learning veteran teacher. But there's also a difference between students who are new to project-based learning and those who have spent their entire K-8 school life utilizing project-based learning. So for example, there is a difference between a student who, let's say, my daughter attends a Spanish immersion program. She's in eighth grade. She's been there since kindergarten. So K through eight. There is a difference between what she can do in terms of speaking Spanish and a student who is taking one Spanish class in middle school or in elementary school, right? There's still at hello, my name is, and she's having full conversations. So in a way that a Spanish teacher teaching at a traditional school where students take one Spanish class a year would approach learning totally different. Students will still have voice and choice in those classrooms, but the amount of voice and choice or the way the voice and choice looks 
may be different. So I find this is what scares most teachers from trying project-based learning, thinking that the process may be too hard for their students because they're supposed to lead the entire process. And they're thinking if they are expected to lead the entire process and I struggle to get my students to engage in academic discourse, this is not going to go well. So I'm not going to try project-based learning. And the idea of getting your students to the point where they're creating their own driving question and it's extremely student-led is a North Star. And it is great when it happens, but I will say it is a higher level instructional strategy, which works fine with shorter learning activities, such as design thinking sprints, or I'm sure you've heard of genius hours or makerspace type projects, shorter learning tasks. So what I'm saying is in terms of being a project-based learning educator or a project-based learning unit designer, you need to be prepared to take the leading role and creating and guiding the learning process for students, especially if you are new to PBL or your students are new to engaging in PBL. But I will have to say, even veteran teachers still create their driving question because they wanna make sure that students are reaching the intended outcomes or their learning objectives or their aims, the targets that they want students to learn. Because we all know that most people have a curriculum to teach or we have standards that students need to master at each level. So therefore, it's essential that the teacher is being intentional about the learning experiences that students are engaged in to make sure that they reach those goals. Let's explore the term coach. I personally say project-based learning educator or project-based teacher. We do hear project-based learning facilitator, right? Or project-based learning coach. Let's think about a sports team and I'm just going to go with basketball. So a basketball coach is an expert in that sport. They know the rules and the best practices to be successful when playing that sport. And while the player may already have some skills and talent, the coach role is to further develop the player's skills. And coaches also motivate their players and build effective teams that can work together to accomplish a common goal. So in a basketball team, your goal is to win the championship. Everyone, they have roles within the team and collectively, if everyone plays their role well, you win the championship. So in the context of your classroom, let's think about this using that same idea. As a educator, you're a content expert. So you know your content, you know what students should be able to do and what they should learn. And you know best teaching practices so that you can help students be successful in the academic setting. And while students will come to you at various degrees of skill, your role is still to develop them to become better or for them to show growth. Your role as an educator, just like a coach, is also to motivate your students and design your classroom where you are building a collaborative learning environment so that students can work together to accomplish the academic goals. In project-based learning, now you're thinking, well, you just said I needed to be a content expert. Do I need to know everything? What if students ask a question I don't know? Well, I'm here to tell you some students will ask a question you don't know because the whole point is that you're expanding their thinking and you want them to ask questions that you don't know. And so that's where the research comes into play. Don't let that cause hesitation on starting project-based learning because that's where the research come in. So when you're thinking about project-based learning, when you're designing your unit, you're thinking about guided research questions and then you're thinking about open research questions. And what I mean by that is guided research questions, I see those as questions that you want every student to research. It's foundational to the learning goals and you want every student to know it. Now, open research is where you can actually have students research whatever they want to research regarding that project. So if you have students 
students who are interested in taking it to the next level, or maybe there's a component of the project they really want to dive deep into, that's where they can do that during their open research and be able to bring it back to the class and share what they learned. When we start to think about teachers' role during project-based learning, I want to say that teachers need to believe that students can learn through this method. If you are entering this experience with a mindset of my students can't do this, then they probably won't because it's highly possible that your first few project-based learning experiences won't go exactly as planned. And it's okay because it's an ongoing learning experience. You would take what worked well with that project and you would do it again. And what didn't work well, you will modify it and try again the next year. Another thing I wanna say about believing that your students can, I wanna share an experience that I had going into a training session that I was leading one time. So I led a training session with a group of teachers who worked at a school for students with special needs. And I was thinking before the training, I said, oh my goodness, I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of questions around my students can't do this because of this and my students can't do that because of this. And I was thinking in my head, you're right, there's gonna be some modifications you have to do. And I was preparing for, in my mind, what I thought was going to be pushback from teachers around what their students can and can't do. Because I have done project-based learning trainings for a while and I have worked with teachers who are not teachers of students with special needs. And they say that. So in my mind, I was making the assumption that these teachers were going to say the same thing. Can I tell you that not one teacher said that? Every part of the training, all I heard was, oh, we can do this. We can modify this. My kids can do this if I change this. My students can do this when we do this. And it wasn't about, I can't take this information and utilize it. The teachers that came to that training were saying, how can we modify this? for our students. And that surprised me so much, but it gave me so much hope because I started thinking if every teacher would think that way, how far we could be. And I'm saying, listen, I was a teacher at low performing schools where I had students who were two, three years behind in math. And I would sit in PD sessions and they would show these different math concepts. And my first initial thought was like, oh, I don't know if my students can do this. This seems really hard. They're so far behind. And I had to reprogram or reframe my thought to How do I modify this so that my students can do it? I didn't mean to go all the way there with you in terms of your mindset of what your students can do, but I wanted to say that although we are giving students voice and choice, the teacher role is still to organize the content and facilitate the actual learning experiences and to design the purpose and the learning outcomes of the project. If you are doing something like a one-day activity, like I said before, a genius hour where students are coming up with their own ideas and designing, or you're doing STEM challenges, those are too different than project-based learning. But if you're designing a project-based learning unit, it's essential that you as a teacher is taking the role of design learning experiences that will lead students to the intended outcome. Even if you're a high school teacher and it's a capstone course and students are designing their own project, as a teacher, you're still helping them guide their question and you're still helping them guide their learning experience. It may be more student voice at that level, but it's still teacher supported. So I hope that helps when we start to think about what is a teacher's role in project-based learning. And if you haven't started with project-based learning, but you want to get started with project-based learning, don't forget to download the Impactful PBL Roadmap Planning Guide, which is a nine-phase process to guide teachers in creating impactful learning experiences for their students. And you can check the show notes for the link. 
for listening to this week's episode. If you find this podcast insightful, please leave a review and subscribe so you can get notified of future episodes. Thank you.